Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Amen. This Lent on Wednesdays, we have been sharing a special worship series titled Places of the Passion, and we have journeyed with Jesus to and through the various places of his passion, his suffering, with a general introduction we missed because of the weather on Ash Wednesday to Jerusalem and its vicinity. But then from Bethany, where he was anointed, to the Garden of Gethsemane, to the uh, uh, judgment halls of uh, Caiaphas, as you heard, Pontius Pilate, as you heard, but it continues. Actually, going backwards a bit, chronologically, to mark this day, you do hear today the Palm Sunday story from Matthew 21, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. In his name, as we journey now on this Palm Sunday with Jesus from that little town hamlet really just a few houses called Bethphage into Jerusalem I want you to repeat after me say these words after me Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the best thing, is the best thing that, ever happened that ever happened to me, to me. and indeed he is I hope you're gathered with that in your heart. I didn't mean to make you say that if 
it's not in your heart, but uh, it is the premise for our worship that Jesus is the best thing, the best person that ever happened to us. But sometimes we forget how and why. Are there students of Texas history here today, scholars who know the details? If so, you know, and probably a lot of you know, the name of James Bonham. Yes, the town of Bonham was named after him. He was from South Carolina and had only been in Texas a few months when he got engaged in the fights. Volunteered to serve, indeed, to fight at a small fort near the Guadalupe River, as I know many pronounce it, in San Antonio, the Alamo. On February 23, 1836, General Santa Ana and his 2,000 Mexican troops were gathering only 182 men at the Alamo were going to battle them. Now scholars are a bit divided on all the details, but according to the story, James Bonham was able to make it through enemy lines and went, this is pretty assured, to Goliad, where he enlisted help from James Fannin. Yes, we know that name too. But James Fannin said he could not help with any reinforcements. Supposedly, here things get murky. He went to other places, maybe Victoria. And some accounts say he encountered a man I did not know before seeing this, Robert McAlpin Williamson. He was called Three-Legged Willie because his knee would not bend and he had to prop it up with a third leg. And according to the disparate accounts, received some promise of help from him in the form of a letter. But in any case, generally disappointed that no real help would come, James Bonham rode back to the Alamo to fight, to battle, with a pretty sure certainty that he would die. Did he know? He did. Jesus went back into that city knowing he would die. That's the turn of this Sunday. We celebrate Palm Sunday, but the official title is Sunday of the Passion. This is the beginning of Jesus' pointed passion, suffering, indeed, to the death. And that turn of this day, I think, is a turn for your heart, too. It happened then if not with all of the crowds of Palm Sunday, then at least with some. As Jesus rode into the shouts of Hosanna, save son of David, a king, the way would be the way of death. 
They call him in Mark's gospel a, a prophet from Nazareth. There were many views of him. Some saw him as a uh, therapist, a healer, and so do some today solving physical and outward problems. Some think he is a coach sipping Gatorade as he stands by to help us run faster and jump higher. Some people think he's some sort of hippie, you know, give peace a chance kind of thing establishing calm between people outwardly. Others see him as some sort of mystical guru who, who tells you to find God within you or maybe as a revolutionary solving society's problems or at the very least a good example on how you should live. All of those are superficial to what he really did and does. In the movie Cool Hand Luke, Paul Newman sings a song, I guess it's titled Plastic Jesus. Any of you remember that? I had to look it up again. The lyrics say, well, I don't care if it rains or freezes long as I have my plastic Jesus. And so many settle for Jesus that way as a good luck charm, a rabbit's foot. Someone they turn to when they need earthly help. But the real Jesus is a king of kings, a lord of lords, who took upon himself your ultimate problem. He sent his disciples ahead of him to enter Jerusalem on a donkey a donkey fulfilling uh, the prophecy of, of Zechariah 9 behold your king comes to you righteous having salvation humble and riding on a donkey it's interesting though that Matthew does not record those words, righteous and having salvation. That would be the end result. What Jesus did have, a righteousness with God, indeed, perfect and holy salvation, rescue the biggest and the best and the lasting. But here he gives it all up in humble form. Now the donkey may have been a beast used by King Solomon, we know, rode into Jerusalem. But it also was, according to Zechariah and Matthew, a humble beast to show Jesus' great and perfect humility. Coming to your level, wherever it may be today, where you think no one can reach, coming to your level to do what you cannot do in your relationship with God, coming to your level to solve problems insurmountable for you. We just heard Mark chapter 10 last week. The Son of Man came not to serve, but to be, not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many, for all to give up what he had in payment for you. 
Martin Luther wrote the small catechism 500 years ago, and in it he explains the second article of the creed you'll speak in a minute, that Jesus redeemed us not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. The perfect price is paid, and that's why he entered Jerusalem. The crowd was shouting, Hosanna, say, Son of David, King. But the battle they could not imagine. We, with the record of God's word and him risen from the dead, now know. You know, there's one line here at the end of Matthew's account. It says the whole city was Stirred up. Actually, that word for stirred is the Greek word seo. We get the resulting of that shaking in the word seisma, seismograph, seisma, earthquake. The city would be stirred indeed by Jesus. And we should be too. Today on Palm Sunday, a typical Sunday so many people mark, we should be shaken up out of our comfort zones again to realize the sacrifice made by this one called a prophet. But prophets stirred people up. You think of Isaiah who stirred up things, indeed walking around naked for years. Go read Isaiah 20. Or Jeremiah, who buried his own underwear in a, a gross lesson for the people. Look it up, Jeremiah 13. Or Hosea, who went and married a prostitute and took her back as his wife. Hosea chapter 1. Jesus is here on Palm Sunday to shake things up. To show you that it cannot be typical. Not just Palm Sunday, not just this Holy Week, not our Easter celebration to come, but our whole life with him. Because as he comes to endure the separation you deserve from the Father, he guarantees that God is with you always. And that makes all the difference. There is a fable about the donkey in this story. He woke up Monday morning, his mind still savoring the afterglow of the most exciting day of his life. So he went and looked for some people who had been there. And he said to them, throw your garments down. They looked at him in amazement and walked away. The donkey went to the marketplace Asked the people, where are the palm branches? Yesterday there were palm branches. No response. Hurt and deeply broken, the donkey went home to his owner. His owner said to him, crazy donkey, don't you get it? You're nothing without Jesus. <laughs> and you're everything to him. He proved it on the cross. Guarantees it by his resurrection. Repeat 
after me. I am, I am everything, everything to Jesus, to Jesus with, Jesus. with Jesus. Amen.